Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about early risers, which I have to say, Claire, I really have got quite a lot of experience of. My children were very early risers, particularly my son, and actually was an early riser for quite a lot of his life until now because obviously he's a teenager (laughs) and now I can't get him up so just if you're listening there is hope eventually you won't be able to get them up and you'll be thinking oh my goodness I wish I could go back to those days (laughs) actually no you won't ever think that you won't ever think go back to those days because it's tough isn't it early rising Mm. Mm -hmm. it's a it's the fact that sometimes you can feel like you have got up so early that breakfast should actually be lunch. Yes. Because, because you have you've to been... wait so long for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the day feels incredibly long mm, if you've does. been up at very early in the morning. Well, and quite often if you've got an early riser, sometimes your child might have woken up in the night potentially, but also might not have slept that well in the day. No. So, you know... Or potentially sleeps really well in the day. Or yeah, too well. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then... Actually, it's interesting. I, I, it would be good to actually go back to those days of when mine didn't... did wake up early in the morning just to see what what was happening because I can't remember now. I mean, and it would have no. been... You Obviously, you didn't know me then. So no. there's... Yeah, I had the excuse that I didn't have anybody that knew what they were talking about to help <laughs> me. When um, you said he was an early riser, what time did he... Ben was awake usually by four, maybe five at a push. And he... And I have to say, I really tried not to go into him and he just cried and screamed and stood up and wanted to get out. And he did not let up. He wouldn't let up until you went in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it'd be really interesting to hear what you would say to do mm-hmm. in that situation because I'm sure that lots of people experience that and mm-hmm. it's so stressful. And in the morning, when you just want to be quiet because you're waking up, to then have that, you know, decibels. I can't really remember Amy waking up too early at all because you don't focus, you don't remember stuff when it's going okay, do you? No. You remember the stuff that didn't go okay. So mm-hmm. um, so I know that if we can help just one person not have those early riser mornings, then that would be just fabulous, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Just to be able to give some people a bit of time in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got to do challenge bags. Yeah, but now you know I don't know the answers. <laughs> you might. I think you okay, know. Okay, okay. I think you might have more in there than I probably do have a little bit more now. For. Yeah. yeah. So you have a little one who is 14 months mm-hmm. and is waking at a regular time of around 5am every morning. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm not going to say what I did do because I think that that was wrong. I would say that you have to be quite careful about going in straight away, I would say, at five o'clock because it might be that you hear what you hear, you think you hear 
them crying because they want to get up, but it might just be that they're crying out in their sleep maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. I would also say that I wouldn't then go in and go, oh, come on then, let's go. You know, wouldn't say that because I think that that gives them the wrong message. So I think that now having looked at and read all, all the things that you've said before, and maybe I'll just do a spoiler and we can just say, right, that's all for now because Bex has just answered it absolutely perfectly. Um, I would say that you would go in as if you were going in in the middle of the night and you would not talk to them you apart from perhaps saying it's night it's bedtime so i always say don't be sad don't be blue just remember i love you and i still say it they'll be embarrassed that i've said that but that's my nighttime that was always my nighttime phrase so i would then even at five o'clock in the morning now i know that this is what you should, i think works i would go in and say don't be sad don't be blue just remember i love you mummy loves you it's time to go to sleep and try and have that same sleep association that they have when they go to sleep. And then I would just perhaps do a shh and then I would just go out of the door. But I don't know how successful it would be because, but I, well, I say, I don't know how successful it would be. I'm not sure how successful it would be the first time, Mm -hmm. but if then the next day I did the same and maybe at half past five, I went in and did the same. And at quarter to six, I went in and did the same. Then maybe the next day I did exactly the same again. Maybe after a week or two weeks, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. It might have settled and so they then wake up at six. The other thing I would say, I think, is that at the weekends, if they then go back to sleep, let's say they go back to sleep at six o'clock or quarter to six, Mm -hmm. I can't then let them go to sleep until like nine o'clock because I want to have a lie-in. The other thing I've learned, which I didn't, you know, I didn't do that. If they slept, I was like, get in. (laughs) I'm staying in bed. (laughs) But then that messed everything else up. So Mm. I think I would also say that regardless of the night I've had, I would need to get up at seven, let's say, Mm -hmm. because that's the time. And they need to go to bed at seven, regardless of whether they've slept badly So you think you might have to go to bed earlier or they've slept well in the day, so you have to go to bed later. So, yeah, there you Mm -hmm. go. Okay. Wow. There's a lot in there. There is, yeah. Okay. So. Where do you start, Claire? Yeah, there was, I know. (laughs) So the other thing is with twins, of course, you've got the added complication. If you've got a five o'clock waker and one that doesn't really wake up, their other one is in a light sleep. True. So you're like... And that's the same for siblings. Well, exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just be, you've got, you're going to wake the other one up. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's also stressful. So sometimes you might do what you wouldn't want to do and go, come on then, come in bed with us in order just to keep them quiet so they don't wake the other one up. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Okay. So first off, we have to be realistic and there's so much out there that talks about children sleeping seven till seven Mm -hmm. and that they have 12 hours and that you know all of these sorts of things that's not for every child so some children don't sleep till seven o'clock and actually it's just an unrealistic expectation for some children they're going to bed at half past six Mm. seven o'clock and they're sleeping 
that whole time. And so actually they might do 6.30 to 6.30 or they might do 7 till 6. Still 11 hours. But is that okay? Because you do read a lot that says children need to have 12 hours. They must have because it's better for them than if they have... But you take it in a 24-hour period. Okay. That Well, that you see, there's the first thing. So I if you know think, that. you know, for some children, getting up at six o'clock is completely natural and normal. They've done 11 hours, but then they might do a two-hour nap in the afternoon. And if they do that, then they're actually getting... 13 hours of sleep in every 24-hour period. Obviously, this is age-dependent. Mm-hmm. So smaller, you know, younger babies are going to have more sleep because they, you know, have two or three naps in a day plus overnight. Mm-hmm. And they will be waking for feeds dependent on their age. And then as you go up into your toddler age, they're potentially dropping down to one nap, which might be two hours or it might be an hour. So it's about kind of going, what's your child's sleep needs And what do you consider being a realistic for your child's age and stage that they're at? Mm -hmm. So it does change and it does, you know, I've got a friend at the moment who their little one's always gone to bed at seven o'clock and kind of always slept until about seven, seven thirty. They're now six and mum's kind of going, hmm. I think I might need to move bedtime to half past seven because they're taking so much longer to go to sleep mm-hmm. and we're having some early wakings, which when I say early wakings, they're about half six, but yeah, she but wasn't before. Early. So yeah, she's yeah. changed. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I think we're going to probably move bedtime to more like half seven mm-hmm. because actually her sleep needs have changed. Yeah. She doesn't need to be going, you know, if she's taking a long time to get to sleep or those sorts of things, then she's obviously... And that is one thing to remember, isn't it? That you can't just keep it the same. So an early waking could be because actually they've gone to bed early enough and so that they have just had enough sleep regardless of anything else. So that could be one, if we had a list of things like to check, that would be Mm -hmm. the first thing, wouldn't it, potentially? Try not to look at times as such, but look at... Amount. Amount. And actually, if they've had 11 hours... Mm. Or, you know, ten and a half, again, dependent on age. Mm-hmm. And it is easy f- to forget that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is easy to go, well, I didn't get any sleep last night. And then remember that actually they slept between nine and 11 and then... <laughs> but if you remember, you know, if you think, you know, if you have a child that goes to bed at seven mm-hmm. and you go to bed at 11, mm. they've got four hours on you. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's looking at that. But I just want to say seven till seven for every single child. Mm-hmm is not realistic. Okay. Look at your own child and look at their sleep. However, it's also not saying, oh, my child hardly needs any sleep. Children need sleep. Mm -hmm. Sleep is, you know, we all need sleep. It's restorative. It's really good for us. And that's why we we -hmm. sleep because we, we, our bodies need it. That's what we have to do. And so children need good quality sleep, Mm -hmm. as do we, but it's just being realistic with the amount Mm -hmm. of sleep that children might have. And I hate to burst the bubble, but anything after 6am on the whole for children is a relatively okay wake-up time. Okay, so if your child's waking at five past six... Yeah, it's... Really, you can't expect them to Again, it depends on what time they've gone to bed, Mm -hmm. because... Oh, this is slightly more complex. And we would obviously want to go into more detail if we were doing a one-to-one with a family. But this is just generalised. You know, if a child goes to bed very late and is too late for them and they've gone past their sleep 
and they're overtired, you can then get an early morning wake. Mm. Because it's a bit like us. If we go to bed really late, mm. sometimes you do wake up because actually your body's all confused. And so for our children, again, that can be a reason. So things to look for with regards to your early waker. Let's see. How mm-hmm. many have I ticked off? Absolutely. So first off, we do the whole same time of waking up every morning. So well done on that one. Even we can if it's be, the weekend. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Having that, setting that body clock. And so getting up at the same time every morning and ideally that being at a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. So, but you can be tempted if you've had a wake in the night or you've had an early morning wake and they've gone back to sleep that you can then be like, oh, we'll just do another couple of hours in bed and you might get up at 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. It then knocks on and it will knock on to bedtime and then it knocks on to the next morning and and, and then it becomes a cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you are saying that, you know, you get up at seven o'clock every morning, it needs to be every morning mm-hmm. and you get up and those sorts of things. So you're looking at what time you get up in the morning. You're looking at naps. Mm -hmm. So are the naps spread across the day? So being careful that if you have an early riser, particularly as babies, if they have their first nap of the day, we can be tempted to make that nap really early in the morning because Mm -hmm. they've been up so early. (laughs) And And what happens is what we're doing is kind of consolidating that early wake because basically the body goes well, I'll catch up when I have that nap. So I don't need to worry so about I'm up, And then, so basically what you've done is shift your whole day early in the morning. So as mm. much as you can, keeping that first nap of the day as close to a normal time mm-hmm. as you would um, expect. Then looking at the afternoon nap and where does that sit in the afternoon? Is it the right time? Is it too long? Is it too short? And again, same for the morning nap. And then looking at bedtime. Mm-hmm. So is bedtime at the right time? And I think lots of people think, put them to bed later, they'll get up later. Mm. That is very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Anyone knows if you've gone out and you've they've stayed up a bit later, you can guarantee that you have an earlier morning wake mm. up because they've gone to bed slightly yeah. overtired. And sometimes that's okay for the odd occasion, depending on what you're doing, but you don't necessarily want to be doing that every evening. So putting them to bed slightly earlier can actually be beneficial to a, stopping an early wake right because they're not going to bed overtired yeah because if they go to bed overtired then do they miss they just don't settle in the same way because they're and, so tired it's yeah. just you and you can normally tell a child who's absolutely kind of exhausted if they fall asleep within seconds of going into their bed or their cot mm-hmm. really they should be having a good you know five ten minutes of just you know maybe rolling around or you oh know. I see so what you're saying is if they fall asleep straight away then straight probably away. that's just gonna what they're kind of you're kind of going mm, they're a little bit and again this is age dependent yeah, of course. babies and child dependent you know, yeah, yeah absolutely but normally a couple of minutes of kind of rolling around or just lying there and then sending themselves is a sign that they're going off to sleep they're mm-hmm. not super tired and exhausted but again noting these are all generalization yeah, i'm not yeah. talking about specific ages here no, no, and babies may feed and go to sleep it really is mm-hmm. kind of there's lots of things and then it's looking at how they go to sleep in the evening mm-hmm. so whatever they have when they go to sleep they're going to be looking through for through the night mm-hmm. and so looking at those kind of sleep associations that they might have and then we get to the early morning mm-hmm. and we need to be checking are they getting cold because those early mornings that's when the temperature is at its lowest 
And so that's... So if they're waking at four, for example, yeah. it could just be that they're really cold. Yeah. So what would you suggest you do about that? Because you don't necessarily want to have the heating on all night, do you? No, but maybe set the heating to come on earlier or look at what they're wearing. Right, okay. And... And you've all, you, I remember you've said about possibly putting socks over baby grow. Yeah, because cold feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes getting cold little feet can... Mm-hmm impact on that so for some people that works i suppose the only thing is that if you set your heating to come on at four o'clock you could that that could wake them up it could it? yeah and and that's another thing to check them potentially so noises. Is if your heating is coming on at half mm-hmm. four five o'clock is yep. that creaking pipes waking yep. them up mm-hmm. is the milkman waking them up mm. They're not quite so common anymore. And also not sure, yeah, milkmen. But, you know. Yeah, you know noises outside, you know, rubbish collections. Next door neighbour going to work early. Yeah, doors banging, mm-hmm. anything like that. And actually thinking about you. Like, are you starting to kind of become more unsettled mm-hmm. because you're starting to wake up because maybe you or your partner or, you know, go out to work and mm-hmm. actually you get up at six. So you start to get ready to be waking up at half past five and your child is... Yeah. Sensing that. You know, one of my old families, dad used to get up at half past five, have a shower, because he used to get the quarter past six train or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And they couldn't understand why the little one used to wake up at quarter to six every morning. And it was like, well, she hears the shower. Mm-hmm. And she wants to say goodbye to daddy before he leaves. Yeah. And so it just became a thing. If there is a continual noise that you can, you know, know it happened, then it depends, again, on age. But sometimes using something like white noise or mm. pink noise can help kind of take that sound out and not disturb them looking at hunger are they waking up because they're hungry so if they're waking up because they're hungry then you need to look at dinner and you need to look at their intake during the day right okay but it is during the whole day isn't it as it's well over the whole not day, just yeah. for what you tell because sometimes but if it, you you don't necessarily want them to eat too heavily before they go to sleep either do you yeah but you always if dinner's at maybe five o'clock mm-hmm then ultimately, you know, mo- they probably got a- at least an hour, an hour and a half before they're going to bed. So mm-hmm. they're not going to go to bed on. No. But it's more if they're at nursery and mm-hmm. they may have dinner, you know, their tea at 3.30. Yeah. Or if they've just done 12 hours till mm-hmm. 3.30 in the morning and they go another couple of, that's four, you know, 14, 15 hours mm-hmm. of not eating. Yeah. So again, you might want to look at, in, you know, bringing a supper or second tea if that's the case. Um, mm-hmm. for if that you know if you think it's hunger um and again depends on the age and what they're eating and mm-hmm. drinking and everything else darkness so in the winter it's not so much of a problem uh-huh. but when it comes into summer mm-hmm. and those early nice bright mornings mm-hmm. is your child's room dark enough because light will wake them so mm-hmm. having blackout blinds is a what do you think just thinking about darkness what do you think about these alarm clocks that, oh, yeah. um, you know, they do these ones where, uh, to be honest, I have to say I haven't seen them, so I've only heard mm-hmm. about them. But don't the, something, a colour change or yeah, the so bunny they start, wakes up? Well, something? some of them, they're yeah. all changing, obviously. Mm. As we, But, you know, typically they kind of are blue for night time and then when the sun comes up, they turn yellow and that's right. when you can get up. For some people, they swear by them and find yeah. them very useful. The only thing I would say is using one isn't actually fixing the reason why your child's waking in the early morning there's a reason why they wake at that time in the morning Uh is it that bedtime's not the right like as we're going through Mm. 
And so that is only kind of, in a way, training a child to wait until the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. But what's the reason why they keep waking up? Mm-hmm. Is it that they're going to bed too... So actually, uh, they could still be awake and just be watching their clock. Oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of the time. And okay. if they're really clever, a lot of them can change them. <laughs> um, I've yeah, met yeah. a few. Yes. Um, if people use them, and I'm not saying don't, I'm just saying use them with caution. I would always try to resolve the issue before using something like that mm-hmm. that just makes them stay in their room until... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you are using it and it does emit a blue light switch the blue light off Mm -hmm. and only have it when it's yellow because the blue light will interfere with sleep Mm -hmm. and actually can trigger them waking up early which is bizarre yes um, or waking through the night if you want to use something like that the best way is to get like um, a timer a a plug timer Mm. and putting a night light in which is like a red night light Mm -hmm. because red and those sorts of colors are much better than yellow or blue and things like that and you set it on a timer and that comes on when it's time to get up. Right. So they're not looking at something kind of Wait, visual and yeah. waiting for it. But for some people, they work brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. For some people, they don't. Mm. But I would always, before putting something like that in, mm-hmm. why are they waking early? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, hunger, darkness, wake time in the morning, bedtime at night, looking at a bedtime routine as well, mm-hmm. looking at how they fall asleep looking at the temperature of the room and looking if there's any noises that might disturb them. Mm. So all of those things to look at yes. prior to anything else. It is really good actually to have that checklist mm-hmm. because sometimes you just, you need something just to guide you through and actually yeah. to think, would well, you know what? Yeah, uh, it must be. It is. It's uh, You don't even realise sometimes some no. of the stuff that happens, do you? No. And so was I right in if they do wake up, what you do? Okay, this again is really age dependent. Okay. Because obviously... Of course, if it's a baby, then... Yeah, it's totally, you know, and again, it really does depend on... You did say they were 18 months, so I'm allowed to have said what I said, I think. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think it's looking at your response. So anything pre-6am, treat as a nighttime waking, as you said. Depends on how you treat a nighttime waking. Right. I would limit too much talking Mm. in that I wouldn't say don't have eye contact I don't really understand that one that's a bit strange but talking we all know that if a partner gets up in the middle of the night or if we're you know you're sharing a room with a friend when you go away or whatever and they start talking to you or go you're right what's up you know (laughs) um and you're like now I'm awake yeah and so if there's a lot of interaction it can overstimulate and you are absolutely right if you have a little one waking and if they're just rolling around in their bed or their cot and they're quite content and they're just mm-hmm. rolling around don't go in no and disturb them because ultimately what you you know they may drift back off to sleep but they're just stirring mm-hmm. at that time in the morning the sleep pressure is is minimal is we're starting to wake up we're starting to release those wake up hormones so you are fighting that sleep pressure at that point they don't have as much as they do when you put them to bed at the beginning of the evening but it's it is kind of being careful of your interaction Mm -hmm. and so it might be going in really hushed tones don't switch lights on (laughs) try Mm -hmm. and and be like and if you only normally if in the middle of the night you would go in and go maybe put a hand on the tummy or their back or whatever Mm -hmm. you do that and then if they're slightly older it's going no no it's night time 
we'll see when you know when the sun comes up or you know <laughs> and they'll be like but it's really bright outside I know. <laughs> um or you just say yeah. you know it's night time back to sleep and tuck them back in and mm-hmm. you know whatever and just make out that it's two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and in they, your head yeah. make out it's two o'clock in the morning because mm-hmm. if you're in that mindset and then you know if they're upset then you need to go and you know see what you can do i would probably say each time you know again it's very difficult and i don't want to give specifics because it's really dependent on the child and how they respond Mm -hmm. the best for older children it might be you know every couple of days they may wake up at five o'clock and you then wait till 10 past five and then you go in Mm -hmm. but still keep it you know maybe stay in their room don't enter but then do that for a couple of days and then the next couple of days you might make it 5 20 and you might make and what you're doing is gently nudging them on Mm -hmm. to a more and when you do get them up, when you do get your early riser up mm-hmm. after six o'clock, mm-hmm. that's when the lights go on, mm-hmm. the curtains are open, and that's when you go, good morning, and you change your response completely. Right. If you can, coming out of their room, if they're not mm-hmm. in your room, coming out of the room and going back into them and doing their good morning, mm-hmm. okay, curtains open, lights on, you're really bubbly in your voice. So that basically what it does is triggers in our body and our little one's body, okay, it's morning. Mm-hmm. This is completely different to nighttime. And it just helps with those circadian rhythms and those whole kind of night and day mm-hmm. and knowing your body clock. And so, yeah, it's... And then it, for much, you know, for older children, it is explaining that they need to stay in their bed. But for older children, if there's a real struggle, I would start looking at what time bed time is mm-hmm. and all the other factors because yeah. it might be that if you know they've been going to bed at half past six mm-hmm. and they've always done it maybe they need a seven o'clock bedtime yeah. or they need a nap reducing or mm-hmm. you know and but again a really key thing don't take away naps to make them sleep longer to make them sleep longer because mm-hmm. if they really need that nap mm-hmm. You don't really want them napping more than two and a half hours at any kind of mm-hmm. one. And it's the time of day that they nap. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, all these things have knock-ons. So when we do our one-to-ones, we really look at everyone's routine, uh-huh. look at all of these factors to then look at how we support that individual child. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, this is much more generalised. And mm-hmm. so it's just mm-hmm. making those tweaks, but don't think necessarily to get rid of naps is going to make it is so easy to fall into that trap because you do think that don't you you do think well if they don't sleep in the day they'll be tired at night so they can go to sleep but they can potentially be if they still need to nap which depending on their age they probably will and i know now actually just thinking about it i know that my children one thing they were quite good at see how horrible am i but one thing they were quite good at in terms of naps is that their afternoon nap was always pretty good but I would never wake them up mm-hmm. I just wouldn't because if they were asleep <laughs> it was like those however, naps are just the best yeah the best but mm-hmm. what I would say is that probably sometimes they slept on too long now you've said all that mm-hmm. so actually probably and then I might have perhaps put them to bed a little bit later because they slept a bit later mm-hmm. and then you kind of and then they probably were too tired you know and all that kind yep. of thing and in fact because they did used to cry till quite late in the night because they had colicky tummies mm-hmm. that probably knocked on to them being exhausted when they fell to sleep mm-hmm. so it is interesting when just hearing you talking about that I can now actually 
more of a checklist in my head about how that happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's really and it, good you know, advice. like I said, that's kind of yeah, yeah, of course, a big yeah. overview, and everyone's situation is slightly different, yeah. and, and it and it depends what how you're feeding them as yeah. well, doesn't and it? And sometimes you know it works better for children to go to bed later and get up later, mm-hmm. and that's fine. It doesn't mean it has to be a seven o'clock. No, but if that's it, depends what your your family yeah. routine and, and situation is. But yeah. you have got to give the opportunity to have enough sleep, enough good quality yeah. sleep. In that's order that's to the have. message, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's having a routine. Or structure to the yes. day. It doesn't have to be a strict routine, but food and sleep are our basic needs. Yes. And so we have to prioritise them in any kind of yeah. what we're doing. And sleep is important for all of us. Yes, it is. And so, yeah. Especially us. We love, we love our, our sleep. sleep. Yeah. And I love it. It's one of the best things when working with families and they go from not sleeping. Yes. To sleeping. Amazing. And it's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. It's a huge game changer for everyone. Everyone's in a much better mood. Everyone's, yes. you know, actually, you know, sleep really impact. If you don't have enough sleep, it can impact on mood, what you eat, all of those. Things. Maybe mm-hmm. this is another podcast, but but then it does go on, like you it say, does. it knocks on. So we have got an early riser blog actually, mm-hmm. along with lots of other sleep blogs, but particularly an early riser blog. So if you just and all of the stuff that we just talked about is in that blog. So if you wanted just to have another little look at that and something you can refer to, then do and of course do all we the have usual. Our, and we have our sleep webinar, sleep, and yeah. we also have our one to ones. So yeah, there's lots of options, but hopefully that's helped. everything for today thanks for listening if there's something you'd like us to talk about we'd love you to get in touch and let us know find us on facebook and instagram at bespoke family or head to our website the links are in our show notes make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear we're bex and claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of newborn to team and everything in between see you then see you then